I'm Jeff. And I'm Jason. And it's The Hour. And on today's very exciting episode... Da Vinci sketches contain dangerous fungi and fly defecation. See, I knew my body was a work of art. New Orleans Swingers Convention leads to 41 COVID infections. We'd give them a round of applause, but I think they have the clap covered too. In Metro Detroit, marijuana lights you up. The Tiger King, fan of all things orange, wants a Trump pardon. Australian animals are probably all covered in jizz. Hey, and... An anti-gay Hungarian politician has resigned after being caught by the police fleeing a 25-man orgy. I guess he was hungry for some cock and balls. Oh, he was caught jumping out of a window, which is surprising as most closets don't have windows. And he immediately fled to an airport bathroom to meet Larry Craig for some advice. Mm. That's my foot tapping. (laughs) <laughs> remember that remember that listeners no the republican uh senator right uh yes Republican. Uh, he was he was a politician for sure yeah got caught anti-gay politician got caught in the bathroom and this hung- hungarian guy uh very strange looking man by the way big long beard weird glasses you know yeah little lumberjack thing going on yeah well that could be his appeal <laughs> <laughs> it's him and the twinks you know on the suck ramp. <laughs> <laughs> You're bringing it back. Possibly. Did, I haven't listened to last week's episode, so I don't remember if that was discussed or not discussed. Right. So we discussed it, but were we recording? That's the thing. Because there, yes. there was about an hour worth of stuff that we didn't record that was just conversation. Mm-hmm. Because we're such good friends. <laughs> so, Jason, how was your week, sir? Uh, quite good yeah. for the most part. Yeah, we, you know, it's Thanksgiving last week, as you know, we did our Black Friday uh, episode as usual. But then I ordered a few things that I, I think I might have mentioned last week that I ordered them, but I didn't have time to put them in. Uh, so I installed a new thermostat. Ooh. I got one of the, one of the smart thermostats. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like our furnace turns on less than it did before. Probably. Which one did you get? So we went with the Ecobee. Ecobee. I've heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. So I was doing a lot of like reviews and, you know, people hear about the Nest. Like yeah. That's the, the big name one. Uh, but a lot of the reviews I was saying that was like the Nest was innovative at one point, uh, <laughs> but hasn't really changed since. That's much true. like most thermostats. Uh, and so the, the Ecobee apparently was better and whatnot. And it integrates with Apple Home, whatever. And uh, so we got that. Uh, it's got little sensors that we can put around the room so it doesn't just check the temperature in the one room where the thermostat is, which oh. incidentally is a room that literally none of us are ever in. <laughs> Except my daughter to go get toys. That's where we put all of her toys. But that seems uh, an odd place to put the thermostat then. Shouldn't it be like in the hallway or something or by the kitchen? You would, you would think. Although but, I don't I don't think you put thermostats in kitchens for obvious reasons. No, yeah, it gets it's way too warm in there. Yeah. Uh, but it seems like there's better places they could have put it. But that's where it is. Uh, so it's got the sensors in, like, I've got one in my daughter's room and one in the living room and one in our bedroom. And then it has the one in the room where the thermostat is. So uh, it's pretty nice. Yeah. So I'm enjoying that. I, uh, want, I, I got... want one. I'm sorry. I want one with servos that closes the vents to rooms that are getting mm. too warm or too cold. That would be fantastic. They could... Could, like, this room is cold. You need more heat in it. So right. send the heat there. 
They they could literally they could make those like vents in a standard size or something with a little servo on them. Don't steal my idea, uh, Google or whoever. Well, they're not going to innovate anymore, but Ecobee. <laughs> <laughs> well, as we know, Ecobee is a very longtime listener. So <laughs> obviously, <laughs> way to go, Jackass! You just gave Huge away a future sponsor of our show. Thousand dollar idea. <laughs> Uh, so I got that. I got a mesh router set. A mesh router? Yeah. So how this works is it's got like satellites. So you've got like your main router and it has satellites it connects to so that it redirects your internet to the closest satellite or this, you know, to help with the areas of your house that aren't great mm. with the uh, internet signal. So for Did example, upstairs is not fantastic. Right. Uh, and did you have to actually, launch the satellites yourself, or we, did... we actually we we called the Iranians and uh, <laughs> they helped us out with the little launch up there. And they, That's good. Uh, no, it's actually it's working really well. I'm very happy. There were some areas where you just could not use your phone, uh, and now it works totally fine, and I love it, and it makes me very happy. So that's great news. That, that's great uh, as well. I also got a new monitor, but it's still in a box because I haven't had time to open it and hook it up. Oh, did you dig it out of the garbage like I did mine? I, I did not. I, oh, I did, well, I guess I technically did because I got it at Best Buy. So. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> not a sponsor. <laughs> But if you want to be a sponsor, I'll say good things about it. Actually, I am going to say good things about Best Buy. I did a pickup because I'm not going in a fucking store. Are you kidding me? Uh, and so I ordered everything online. And it was I ordered it on, I think, Thanksgiving night. And it was ready by like 9 a.m. on Black Friday. Wow. And they do contactless delivery. Or not delivery, but pickup. And so I pulled into a parking spot. Uh, I did a little, you know. You, you click a button on the email that you, they send you, and it lets them know that you're there. Uh, they tell you to open your trunk, and uh, they come in. They just put the stuff in the trunk. And they said, do you want me to close the trunk? And I said, no, I'll take care of that because I don't want you touching my car. <laughs> don't touch my shit. Uh, you know, I mean, I guess they touched all my shit that they put in the car. But, you know, one less thing for them to touch. Right. Uh, and so I closed it, and away I went. Nice. Fantastic. Is, just, so so did, did Best Buy launch the satellites then? Uh, <laughs> yes, Iranian Best Buy. Yeah, from Ann Arbor, Celine Road, <laughs> that one. Yeah, 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 that's the one, that's the one. They have a nice little silo in the back. They <laughs> Space exit. It was always weird to me that that was the only Best Buy in all of, like, the Ann Arbor, Ipsy area. Mm-hmm. And it was, it uh, seemed very far out from where I used to, it's not far now, but where I used to live. I was like, oh my gosh, it's so far away. Well, my current monitor that I'm still using I got it Comp USA. <laughs> you remember Comp I, USA? I remember Comp USA. Is it a is it a VGA monitor? Is it a CRT? Uh, it's a flat screen. Oh. It's actually it's um, HD. Ooh. So it's it's one of the Apple's HD cinema oh, okay. monitors. I forgot it was an like, Apple one. Yeah, from like 2008 or whatever. Uh, I think they were like a thousand dollars or something back then, which yeah. is now what the stand costs for a Apple monitor. Uh, which we talked man. about. Yeah. Uh, but I got it. It was a floor model. <laughs> I think I got it for like 200 bucks or something. It was ridiculously cheap. It didn't good. have a box. It just like carried it out of the store because <laughs> it was during the liquidation. Still works all these years later. Very. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's great. I like it. So why'd you get a new one? Because uh, I want two. Oh, you're going to supplement. Okay. Yeah. You yeah. got to have two monitors these days, bro. I mean, especially when I'm 
teaching and I need to grade things. I need more space to put all the stuff to easily transfer grades from Google Classroom to my grade book and all the other stuff I have to do. So I just need more real estate to be able to efficiently do my job. Yeah, it's um, I had so I literally did get my my monitor next to the um, dumpster. I think I said a few episodes ago. Anyway, so I went from being just working on a laptop screen, 13 inch laptop screen to this. And it just it just boosts the, the productivity so much mm-hmm. having either two separate displays or like a display that's big enough that you can have mm-hmm. on, on Windows computers. You can just um, hold the Windows key and press the left or right arrow key and mm-hmm. it'll dock it, you know, on either side of the screen. Ooh, nice. Um, I like that. Very nice. Um, so yeah, like it's easy to just like, you know, put a, a web page next to an Excel document and transfer data that mm-hmm. way, you know. You know what I don't like though is when you get the uh, screen and you touch the top of the screen and it like tries to dock it to the top of the screen. Oh yeah, it does that shit all the time. Because then it like expands and I'm like, no, I just want it at the top. I don't want you to do that. Right, and then you get frustrated and then you like shake it to get it to undock and then everything disappears <laughs> because that's that's another thing that Windows does. Wait, wait, wait! You shake it and it disappears. Is your computer an Etch a Sketch? It is. Yes. Okay. Okay. No, right. but that's you know if you click and drag on a window and you shake the window, everything on your screen disappears except for that window. That's another shortcut thing. If also, you if you want to prank your coworkers, I think it's it's contr- maybe Alt Shift and the up button, and that will flip their display upside down. Uh, my motherfucking <laughs> students do that shit all the time, <laughs> and then they're like, I'm a real it's prankster. less of a problem now because they all have their own Chromebooks. Oh, but right, before right. when we had to share them. So then I'd be like, all right, who knows how to fix this? Because I don't know. <laughs> and I don't want to go Google it. Right. Um, another one that I do, uh, well, there's a couple. So another one that I do is, you know, put a little sticker on the bottom of the mouse so they can't move it and they get pissed or whatever. And then the last, or the, the main one that I do is um, if they've got a Logitech mouse, I'll get another like an extra dongle, like a wireless dongle, because it'll connect to any Logitech thing. And then I'll, I will connect their mouse to my dongle. No. Strike that, reverse it. I'll connect a mouse to their dongle. And then like, I'll just move my mouse as they're trying to do stuff. And it's really <laughs> funny because then you'll, you know, you're sitting there and you just hear regular surfing and all of a sudden you hear like, Because they're wondering why their mouse, and I wouldn't do anything ridiculous. I would just like make it float up to the top right corner of the screen or something, you know. <laughs> oh boy, my coworkers love me. <laughs> so, are you responsible then for when you worked at Apple for this monstrosity Apple Magic Mouse bullshit thing? That, yeah. as you've seen, they asked me, me. They asked me to design it, and I did uh, in the worst way. I don't know. I I've used the the Magic Mouse, and I don't know why you have such problems with it. Um, it's just too sensitive. I'm not the only one. I did some some Google searching, uh, and there's a whole bunch of people who are like, "This thing is too fucking sensitive. How do I fix it?" And there's no setting to change any of that. There isn't, it, and it really depends on where your fingers are on the mouse. It actually doesn't. I've like right now. See how see how it's flying all over the place. I see it. Yeah. It's yeah. like on the very side in the middle of the mouse. Not even where the butt. Like right now. At the bottom of the mouse. The bottom of the mouse. <laughs> the whole thing is sensitive, man. The whole thing is sensitive. Jesus. 
It's like a high school student. <laughs> Before you said that, let's strike that from the record for a second, because I was going to say it's like finding the clitoris. You don't know where it is. It's somewhere in there, but you got to hit the right spot. Uh, no, it's definitely not like that. I think it's more like a penis. It doesn't matter what spot you touch. It's going to go all over the place. <laughs> Good one. So how was your week? I don't remember. Um, <laughs> it's so, only been a few days, to I be know. honest. So I think I mentioned I drank too much on Thanksgiving. Um, yeah, I saw a thing on Instagram about uh, Yep. About your watering. And then I, I drank too much on Friday when we did the podcast. Oh, did you? I did. I did. And I spent Saturday and Sunday recovering from that. Hmm. Um, Like, my body was just like, stop. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) Please, just let me rest. Uh, So I slept most of the day on Saturday and uh, much of the day on Sunday and drank a lot of water. And, like, even though I was drinking, like, six or eight glasses of water every day, I was not peeing as much as I should have been. Like, I was super dehydrated. Um, also, my body was sore. Like, I had been working out, but I hadn't done any of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been uh, kind of like on a little, like, just drinking a lot of water. and Not a cleanse. Mm-hmm. I don't want to call it a cleanse because that's dumb. Um, but tonight I'm drinking, so <laughs> back uh, to the grind. <laughs> so our friend Kara mm-hmm. says that uh, for hangovers, you need to have some pet- potassium. Like potassium. eat a banana, mm. or if you have you know vitamin like potassium pills, uh, potassium and magnesium. Maybe? That sounds about right. Yeah, little, some electrolytes in there. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So is vitamin K potassium? Because that seems like it would be a thing. Yes, actually. Or is because K thinking, is potassium on the? I was gonna say, isn't K potassium on the yeah. periodic scale? Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I'd have to look it's that not. up. I don't think it is. <laughs> okay. Well, there we go. Or maybe. I don't know. Someone will correct us. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> well, if you have any corrections, comments, oh. or suggestions, uh, you can send us via, send them to us via email at thehourpod at gmail.com. Um, we can let, if you, by the way, if you're listening uh, to the show and you're wondering if we want to purchase any of your services, don't email us because we don't have any money. <laughs> yeah, I did the thing where it said uh, how much money you could make off of this podcast. Oh yeah, it said you could make zero dollars. <laughs> so, what about losing money? Did it say that? I, I mean, I think that's implied. It says <laughs> doing a podcast, <laughs> right? How much is your time worth? <laughs> well, uh, right now with the number of hours I'm working, about three fifty an hour. Oh, so, yeah, indeed. But that's a couple of McChickens. Uh, or you can like <laughs> us on Facebook.com. Slash the hour pod and tweet us at the hour pod. I have a um an unpublished correction. Oh, two two corrections. So the first one is uh apparently it just it, from Logan. It says correction only the good die young by Billy Joel. I don't remember what that's about. Hmm. And the second one as I as I have been to a melting pot, but it was after I moved to Atlanta. And someone was having a birthday party there, and I was there virtually. They they missed me so much that they brought me there, and we FaceTimed or video chatted. So have you actually been to a melting pot? No. Virtually, though, I have. Mm, but virtual isn't real. It It is virtually. Did you eat their food? I did not. 
Did you like smell the smells of their restaurant? Uh, Did you no. feel the texture of their tables and whatnot? N- no, but you should keep asking me these questions. This is good. This is riveting. <laughs> I'm just saying I would not say you've been to a, vir- uh, a melting pot. That'd be like saying, oh, I, well, I was on the phone with, you know, someone who was in the Taj Mahal. So I've been to the Taj Mahal. But you video chatting someone who was at the Taj Mahal would be so much better than not video chatting someone at the Taj Mahal, right? Yeah, but it's still you're not there. It's a step in the right direction. As, I mean, as, as I, could, I believe I could what Logan call is saying. Someone who's at the Taj Mahal and pick up a picture from Google, and be like, "Oh, I'm at the Taj Mahal because I'm it's talking different. to someone who's there now." It's different. It's not different. It's just a more recent picture. Okay, that's kind of true. <laughs> but okay, so here's the thing. Uh, so Reddit has this like Reddit public access network or something where like uh, people can stream live from their phones or whatever. It's Reddit and you can see it mostly live. Anyway, this guy, um, I have never been to Italy, uh, nor have I been to Pisa, um, mm. but he was at the Leaning Tower, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so he was showing all the people doing the dumb thing, right? Um, but mm-hmm. show the Leaning Tower, but then like turned around and you could see everything else that was over there. And there's this other mm-hmm. huge, great building. Have you been there? You've been there, right? I have not been to Pisa, oh, but okay. I've been to Italy. So um, there was this other huge, beautiful building that was right there. And there were like vendors like across mm-hmm. the street and like alleyways and restaurants and stuff. And I'm like, I feel I almost feel like I've been there now because I've seen like 360 degrees what it looks like in real time and what it sounds like, not what it smells like, but it's just it's just it's not the real thing, but it's the next best thing. Sure. All right. I mean, I so I took my students on a virtual field trip to Pisa. Oh yeah. Uh, because we're doing a thing about the the renaissance and pisa was one of the centers blah 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 uh, and so we we went on to google maps and i took the little guy and dropped him in pisa so we could do like the 360 and we could you know walk down the street to get closer to the because you know on google maps you can move where the little guy is right and so I've, I've heard that there are um um treadmills now that you know, have a screen on them and you turn on Google maps and as you're walking, it's like going through the street view of wherever you want, which is cool. Screw that. I can watch Netflix. <laughs> I think it's pretty cool. It's different than watching Netflix though. Cause you're like in control and like, Oh, I'll turn right here or left or whatever, or go straight yeah. or I can go back. But if I'm watching Netflix, I can like kill two birds with one stone. You're it feels like a- I'm, accomplishing something you're not a big fan of virtual things are you nope not at all you ever worn a vr headset nope not interested whatsoever (laughs) it's the future man Mm. i mean you know how i feel about 3d movies those were the future as well until they weren't because 3d has always been a gimmick 3d was a horrible idea it's always been a horrible idea uh and everyone was buying 3D TVs. Yeah. Wasted all that money on 3D DVD players. Oh, and boy. Yeah. 3D Blu-rays. Well, they, they did watch now their... VR. They did watch their Blu-rays in 3D. They didn't waste the money, even though it was shitty. <laughs> Maybe they liked it. I just thought the glasses you had to wear were dumb and uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah, it's just... Also, one of my eyes is real bad, and the other one isn't, so... Um, 
either I could wear a monocle or I would just get a headache <laughs> at any 3D movie I went to. So, so I, there's a there's a guy I watch and like he, I think his wife or he or his wife I don't remember who it was had a similar problem where like the 3D glasses just were not good uh, due to whatever. And so he made 2D glasses so that you could watch 3D movies in 2D. So you can pay the extra eight dollars a ticket at the theater. <laughs> Just to revert back to 2D. Every movie that you went to see had a 2D option, though. Still, yeah. But if your friends are like, oh, I want to see the 3D, then I just or maybe go. that's the only one that had tickets. Like there was one movie where it was the only way we could see it was to see it in 3D because uh, it was sold out or something. I don't remember yeah. what it was. I but. I've I went to one 3D movie at the movie theater, and I don't remember what I remember being there, and the screen was absolutely huge. It was 3D IMAX. Mm-hmm. I remember it was mm-hmm. the uh, Mall of Georgia. And I remember who I was with. I don't remember what movie it was because I didn't watch it because I was, <laughs> I was just there for the company and we had uh, Japanese food before. Mm-hmm. That's what I was there for. And then we're gonna go to a movie. And I was like, okay. And it was like twelve dollars for the ticket. I was like, that's eh, fine. I make bank. <laughs> I make eight dollars an hour. I can afford a twelve dollar movie. It's <laughs> like ninety minutes worth of work. I know. <laughs> and it was because uh, watching the three D movie was like work and not fun. There you go. Uh, so I have a correction as well. Oh, good. This was a late-breaking correction. It came in just minutes before we started recording. Yeah. Uh, in episode 122, Riblets 2, All You Can Eat, uh, I was talking about the never-ending story, and apparently I called them rock biters, but they're actually called stone eaters. So. <laughs> I got a text that said, I insist that there is a correction made, and I was like, very well, I will do that. What that sounds like is you just ran everything through a thesaurus. <laughs> Rock biters, nah, they're stone eaters. Yeah, that was the uh, that was the made for TV version of the Never Ending Story. Yeah, no, 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 no. Well, stone bite stone eaters are uh, are copyrighted. We'll call them rock biters. I know they're boulder gobblers. Uh, and it wasn't the Never Ending Story. It was the story with a very long away ending. <laughs> the the tale that didn't cease. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, there, there, I just saw a thing, uh, it was a teacher and the teacher could tell that the student had run everything through the thesaurus because it was about 1984. And instead of saying big brother is watching you, um, it said something like large sibling is peering <laughs> around. Just, I don't know. It was very funny. <laughs> I love how it was very funny, but I can't remember what they said. <laughs> so I like that guy, have you ever heard that joke? Um, I don't remember um, the setup, but your mother's a whore. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I even got that wrong. I I don't remember the punchline, but your mother's a whore. (laughs) What's the difference between a sick man? Are you? Ah, fuck. What's the difference between you and a mallard with a cold? (laughs) Yes. One's a sick duck. I don't recall the rest, but your mother's a whore. (laughs) So I don't know if I mentioned this on the, the podcast or not, or if we were just talking, but uh, you're talking about students. Yeah. Uh, we had a student who apparently was doing a little plagiarizing. Oh. Uh, but like the kind of student who would do plagiarizing, they didn't really vet what they were copying and pasting too well. Oh, no. Uh, and they just copied and pasted it because they figured it was good enough. Uh, and so this was not for me. This was for the, the English teacher. And so the English teacher was like, hey, because he come over here and like had the printout and was like, can you read your answer for me? Uh, and the student starts reading the answer and is about three words in and then stops and like looks at the teacher 
because like the fourth word was badass. <laughs> and he realized I can't say that word, but yeah. I put it in there oh. and I'm totally been caught. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, really? His face when he realized what was happening was the the most rewarding part of it. So uh, the student had copied and pasted, but not read what he copied and pasted. That is correct. Wow. And and copy and pasted swear words into his assignments. That's that's even lazier. That's worse than regular plagiarizing. Oh, I mean, so you know when you Google something yep. and you get like a snippet preview yep. of whatever the website is? Uh, I, I have students who will just copy and paste that snippet, which at times ends in the middle of a sentence. Oh, no. <laughs> I can't believe they. Precisely. <laughs> I mean, geniuses, they are not. They're, they are no Leonardo da Vinci here. No. <laughs> I love Leonardo DiCaprio because he's almost Leonardo da Vinci, if what about you're not that, thinking. What about that song, Hey Leonardo, by the whatever? That's a great song. Does she like you for you? So, according to a new study, mm. Leonardo da Vinci's sketches have been revealed to contain fungi that are dangerous to inhale and fly feces. Fly shit? Yup. Scientists from Austria and Italy analyzed seven sketches noting the bacteria, fungi, and human skin microbes <sighs> found within the 500-year-old pieces. So this is what you get when you don't clean your paintings. Also, weren't a lot of these like ferreted away during uh, World War II to prevent the, uh, the Hitlers yes. from getting them? Yes. The uh, Hitlers. <laughs> the, the Hitlers. <laughs> yeah, there was a whole group of, uh, of people who went around trying to save and rescue these uh, works of art and thing because uh, at the end... There, Hitler had his uh, Nero decree, which basically they just started destroying shit. <laughs> basically, well, if I can't have it, no one will. We will burn down this entire country because you are all failures. I can't believe I said the Hitlers instead of the Nazis. The Hitlers. Well, so funny. <laughs> I mean, it's the they, same, right? Well, they, a lot of the people who were like in charge of things, they called them the little Hitlers because oh. he kind of was decentralized he was like you know i kind of have this idea that i want this thing they're all just trying to please him and so they're like oh well i'll do it like this oh i'll do it like this Ooh, how about we do this yeah <laughs> i think that the Hitler, hitlers would be a, a a terrible name for a german band hello <laughs> we are the hitlers no that's the thing they need someone else they need like a a, a lady like a front lady for it, so it can be like Ava Braun and the Hitlers. Oh, Ava Braun and the Hitlers. Oh, that'd be good. Or the Lady Hitlers. That would be okay. They could be a ska band. <laughs> ska. Soft shoe. <laughs> uh, did you hear that there's a, um, they arrested a bunch of members of a far right group in Germany? Oh, did they? Because they arrest those fuckers because it's against <laughs> the law to be fucking Nazis in Germany. But it is free indeed. speech over here in America. Christ. <laughs> Uh, Guadalupe Pinar oh, and her gusto. team found some microbes that could cause breathing difficulty. Go, apparently, have speaking difficulties, breathing difficulties, and previously risk destroying the artwork. 
Uh, they also <laughs> have detected salmonella and E. coli, um, because that's what you get when you clean your paintings with raw chicken and shit. <laughs> yeah, but it keeps it safe. You don't want to end up like Spain. You know how they treat their art. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. At least it's original. <laughs> this this E. coli bacteria. Wait, where is this again? Da Vinci? Italy. Italy? Yeah, Vinci, Italy, oh, Italy. This E. coli bacteria is uh, very nice. You know, it's very good. We we keep it on in the painting. <laughs> well, you know, they wanted to get out, and so they uh, they just put it on a Vespa and drive through like the chicken region. It's so all that shit in the air just hits right on it. Is there a chicken region? No, I'm sure there is. Most concerning, Miss Pina and her colleagues found Aspergillus, a mold species that can be dangerous for some people if they breathe it in. It also makes their pee smell funny. I was going to ask if that's, that is what causes Asperger's. <laughs> it would be strange if that was true, but nobody had ever made the connection, even though the names are so similar. That's what it is. It's not the MMR shot. It's asparagus. <laughs> it's, it's specifically asparagus pee that, some, that we established last week. Some people can't smell. <laughs> so in her scientific paper published in Frontiers in Microbiology last week, she explained that microbes developed on the works prior to them being preserved more safely. So she's saying the shit came directly from Leonardo da Vinci's hand, I think. Yeah, I mean, he was just using it as toilet paper. <laughs> Which in that case, I think they should save it. <laughs> you know? it's, it's like a Leonardo da Vinci Rorschach test. <laughs> well, they talk about how like uh, gut biomes you know gut bacteria has a lot to do with our mood now oh um, really so maybe you know you maybe that's why you're in a shitty mood <laughs> maybe i was saying maybe you could reach out and touch a da vinci paintwork you know artwork and put your finger in your mouth and then all of a sudden you're creating great artwork you know yeah just one in the stink and then one on the <laughs> one on the white page Nowadays, artwork is stored in extremely clean storage units or behind glass and sealed to keep temperature and humidity at a level where it cannot cause degradation. Oh, wonderful. I'm so happy. <laughs> Mrs. Pinar and her team's work was not able to detect whether the microbes were alive or dead, but just that they existed on the work. I mean, it's 2020. Everyone feels half dead anyway. So how would you know? <laughs> That's true. And and we're all very close to death thanks to coronavirus. So it's perfect. Did you know that uh, Leonardo da Vinci invented a sex swing? Is this a joke? No, it was on that episode of Deep Space Nine where they... Uh, not Deep Space Nine. Voyager. Jamie would go into his workshop. Uh-huh. And he had a sex swing? Yeah, a sex swing. <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> I'm, I'm making it up. I'm completely lost. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm, I'm trying sounds, to do a transition here. Oh, oh my god, oh my bad. I, I just sounds like the setup to a joke that you would make. <laughs> Leonardo, I need to try a sex swing. <laughs> and then he drove it off a cliff. So speaking <laughs> of sex, I don't know. Uh, the owner of an events company says, "Hit." <laughs> it, it's just an events company. <laughs> we do events. What kind of events? Eh, we'll tell you later. <laughs> the owner of an events company says his four-day swingers convention in New Orleans 
held last month has been tied to 41 new coronavirus infections. The case count from Naughty Nawlins. No. That's not what it's called. That's what it's called. (laughs) Naughty Nawlins convention, which began on November 11th, jumped from five positive tests to 41 confirmed cases in just a matter of days. So, okay. So on November 11th, five people tested positive for for COVID. They still let them in? Uh, No, I think what they're saying is since the test or since the, the convention, they had five cases and then within a matter of days of the first five cases, it jumped to 41 cases. Oh, okay. So they were spreading a little love around. Well, they were spreading something around. Lots of heavy breathing. Not a lot of protection. That's what they're saying. Naughty Events owner Bob Hannaford, um, it's great that we know his name now, wrote in a blog (laughs) post, he's got a blog, wrote in a blog post on Friday that the company has reached out to attendees to urge testing and conducted, quote, very aggressive contact tracing, which um, was also one of the rooms, I think, in the <laughs> one of the themes of the night. <laughs> yes, uh, there is the very aggressive contact tracing room. Um, you'll see when you get in there. <laughs> Uh, Though most of the cases have been mild or asymptomatic, at least two people had tougher time and were suffering, he said. So obviously, the venereal disease jokes abound here. Of course. Of course. (laughs) Those jokes are spreading like COVID. (laughs) (laughs) They're they're spreading like COVID at a Naughty Nolans convention. (laughs) Which which is very aggressively and rapidly. <laughs> Incidentally, they also had a COVID test room, uh, not not where they were testing for COVID, uh, where they were just you know role playing. <laughs> there was the one was room way up your nose. <laughs> I was just gonna say there's the one room where the the dude shoves his dick up your nose, <laughs> and then sees if you can get COVID, or see if sees if you already have COVID. Uh, so the naughty events issued wristbands indicating if individuals showed paperwork proving they had antibodies and other with the date of the individual's last negative test result. So I imagine and I imagine they're already ready to to like get negative test results and say, okay, I'm whatever negative, you know, mm-hmm. uh, coronavirus, um, maybe measles, mumps, rubella, maybe a little HIV negative. You know, it's on the it's all on the wrist te- wristband. So there's no there's no yeah, question. But, but that's gonna be like reading the terms and uh, agreements for uh, iTunes. Everyone's just gonna be like, yeah, yeah, click, click, click. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's fine. Whatever. Now let's get to the penis up the nose. <laughs> you said whatever. Click, click, click. They said whatever. Dick, 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 dick. <laughs> the four day convention was held the same day that New Orleans was phase. 3.3 reopening plan went into effect, which increased gatherings and indoor seating sizes. Wonderful. It was a four-day convention. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. So do they have, like, have you ever been to, you've never been to Dragon Con? We've, we've been to a, um, an anime convention, though. We have. Yeah. 20 years ago. <laughs> well, 18 years ago. Yeah, in Baltimore, which the I remember. The children deal, from deal. that convention are old enough to uh, go to college now. <laughs> 
Their names are probably like Serena and Asuka. <laughs> and Sailor. And <laughs> I don't Scout. know. Hamtaro. I don't know. <laughs> Hamtaro was very big at the time. Actually, that might have been pre-Hamtaro days. Pre-Hamtaro Maybe days. Uh, that's what, um, that's actually a theme room in the Naughty New Orleans convention. Pre-Hamtaro <laughs> Yeah, but it's days. just him and uh, Richard Gere. <laughs> Richard Gere and a Hamtaro. A spokesperson for the city of New Orleans confirmed that the Naughty Events Convention did not have a permit, which was required for indoor events. Uh, New Orleans has since undergone stricter coronavirus restrictions after Louisiana Governor John Bell Edwards imposed firmer guidelines amid a national spike in cases. I'll bet that uh, governor... Firmer, firmer guidelines also a room at the convention. <laughs> I bet that governor is very happy to have his name on this story. <laughs> you know, you search for his name. It's like the first one that pops up. John Bell Edwards at Naughty New Orleans. <laughs> I wonder if that Hungarian was here. <laughs> no, this is a straight convention, I think. Well, I guess if you're a swinger. You said orgy. Orgy, yeah. You know. Swinger, yeah. You just <laughs> sure there's some swings in that direction. If it's dark, you just put your dick wherever it stinks. And I think that's general... If it's wet and it stinks, go for it. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's definitely New Orleans. <laughs> you put clothes at that convention. You put clothes on to get your your flowers. What do they call it? The not a lay, right? Your lay. You, you get <laughs> that, like there's a room for that as well. <laughs> it's the Hawaiian themed room. <laughs> Catch Moana and uh, the crab from that movie. Sebastian. I, I mean, I'm sure many people caught crabs at this. And now, Jason and Jeff read negative reviews of Gobblers of Gaylord. Stopped for dinner last Friday. Could not believe what a terrible experience we had. I ordered the $15.99 seafood platter with a baked potato, and it was so old that the potato inside was solid and gray, looking not fluffy. It was leaving black watery dirt on my plate. Tried to get my waitress, Shelby, who had no personality, was slow and not efficient, with no motivation, to come over to ask for a new one, and ended up having to tell another gentleman who went and got her. After about five men, she came to the table. I told her about it. She took it back to the kitchen and brought me another when I was almost already done eating. Well, the darn thing was the same as the other. I gave up on complaining as Shelby was such a terrible waitress. It would have done no good. My mom and aunts ordered the baby turkey plate and when brought out, it was cold. Also, the booth of they sat us in was ripped and had no pattern for back support. So all in all, the food was terrible, service sucked, and prices way too high for what you get. I have eaten here many times and usually enjoyed it, but I have to say with their prices being so high and the service so crappy, seating so uncomfortable, it's not worth it. Just drive right by if and you know what's good for you. Charissa, Gaylord, Michigan. Eight ounces of turkey, 
half a scoop of potato and stuffing, seven green beans, and a teaspoon of cranberry sauce for thirteen dollars? Guess must be them grass-fed turkeys. Ricky F. I've been a waitress. I understand being busy. Our waitress was nothing of the sort. She had all the time to stand in the doorway of the kitchen and play on her phone. We were walked by at the door five times without so much as a, we'll be right with y'all. Never got a refill, had to ask for someone to check us out. No one cares in this restaurant anymore. Amanda K. Literally the worst turkey I've ever eaten. I had heard I needed to try this place as turkey is my favorite dinner since I literally was born on Thanksgiving. Finally had time, stopped off. I guess I should have known how it would go with the disinterested waitress sitting us down. Then our actual waitress who had been doing this too long and no longer gives good service, if ever, can't accommodate any special dietary issues. So just the turkey then, dry as a bone and hard to swallow. Mashed was cold and sent back, not without an eye roll. And thankfully, we just said, forget it. Won't be back. You guys can do better. Photo by Joe, Mackinac Island, Michigan. Recently picked up an order to go and was standing on the counter when I was rudely asked to move by one of the female staff members. I also noticed she was being rude to her other customers. I feel very disrespected. I was not happy with the outcome. If I ran a business, she would no longer work for me. Modelli 652. I used to come here as a child, so I was expecting to bring my husband and kids here on our recent vacation. The man who seemed to be in charge was rude to us. From the time we walked in until the time we left, our waitress never came to check on us. And after I asked for butter, she never returned with it. I stopped the man in charge to see if I could see if he could send our waitress. And he said rudely, If you need butter, you can just ask me instead of making her come back. I also asked him for water refills, and he came to our table to fill our glasses, but spilled the water all over our table and on my son's food. He never apologized or cleaned it up. He just said, that's why I'm not a server, and told us he'd bring us more napkins so that we could clean it up. But he never brought them. After sitting at our table for a while, ready to pay our bill, we simply asked the man if we were supposed to pay our waitress or pay at the register. He said, she will take it up. Relax. When we told him, you don't have to tell us to relax, we just asked a question. He started a scene, arguing with us from across the restaurant for everyone to hear. Almost like he was trying to cause a scene and make us look bad. 
There were many other instances where I saw him being rude slash sarcastic to us and others. He told one table to hurry up and order because they were closing soon. On top of the service, the food was disappointing. My kids' fries and... Well, fries were cold and undercooked, and my son had a hair in his food. Apparently, the place has changed for the worst over the years. Megan W., Haslip, Michigan. Mommy, Daddy, Grandpa, Grandma, three-year-old and one-year-old. We walk in and wait, maybe five minutes, while the family who came in the other door after we arrived were seated. The plate has... The place has no less than four or five booths empty. Four longer tables for six are occupied, one by two young girls. I need seating for four adults, a booster seat and a high chair. There's literally five or more feet between the end of the booths and the tables. We're told we can't put a high chair at the end of the booths in order to maintain the aisle. The tables are all sitting there, waiting for food. Nobody seems to be eating. The hostess or server was not in any mood to assist us. Could be five minutes, but maybe a half hour or so? I'm now enjoying a spicy chicken sandwich at Wendy's. Geek, Big Rapids, Michigan. Cry, foul! Our trip! To gobblers in Gaylord was very disappointing. The food was bland. The portions were small. The food was delivered to our table cold. The motif is supposed to be garage sale chic, but it was in need in some of some serious. Kipster, 49505. So speaking of crying, I, uh, <laughs> I've, been, I've been thinking about, I, I think about a lot of stuff like that I think is funny just throughout the day. And I think, well, mm-hmm. maybe I'll say that in a podcast or maybe I'll throw it in there. And I, sometimes I don't know where to put it. So this is where I'll put this one. Um, <laughs> I've been thinking about like normally jubilant characters who have like catchphrases, um, but they break down crying in the middle of their catchphrases. <laughs> okay. So, for example, the Pillsbury Doughboy would be like, "Nothing says love it like my grand's biscuits." <laughs> <laughs> it's like pitiful crying. And here's another one. It's a me, Mario. I don't know. <laughs> it's just, it's very funny to me to hear those characters as like sad. <laughs> never sad. The Pillsbury Doughboy's never sad. Mario's never sad. No. Except for when he goes, um, oh no. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> whatever he says when he dies. <laughs> anyway, I got nothing. <laughs> that was it. Oh, uh, Maybe they need something to lift their spirits. They do. Uh, listen, before we move on to that, I'm, that was a good segue, but shut up for a second. So, <laughs> <laughs> it was my segues. <laughs> I, uh, so this is what I was originally going to talk about. I'm like, well, how was your week? Um, I got hooked on uh, some Gordon Ramsay cooking um, uh, YouTube channels, episodes, oh, you know? Okay. 
um, he, uh, the Gordon Ramsay Mastercraft Masterclass. So he's actually like oh, you okay. know he's an asshole or whatever um, on the show, but like he's actually a really good chef and he's you know very passionate. I think he does a lot of cocaine as well, um, but that's <laughs> that's a different story. The point is, um, I watched him make uh, these meatballs the other day. Meatballs. Yeah, kind of like a little little Mario in there. Um, and they looked so good. So they were like uh, a um, Indian-themed meatball. So like he like showed you how to you know make the meatball. And instead of using egg in the meatball to hold them together, um, you mixed milk with breadcrumbs into kind of a paste. And then mixed that in with the meat. And then sauteed mm. um, some onions and garlic and uh, like uh, chili flakes for some spice. And then mix that all together into like a, a larger than golf ball, but smaller than baseball sized meatball. And then you put those in the pan and like in a circle around the pan. And in the middle, you uh, put car- like whole cardamom seeds, um, or whole cardamom pods, whole, um, um, not cilantro. What's it called? With the seeds. It's, mm, fuck. Coriander? Coriander. Whole coriander seeds. Um, some ginger, uh, a couple more like whole chilies, um, and like mm-hmm. the the grease or whatever from the burgers kind of like comes into the center to help cook those. And there's also some cinnamon mm-hmm. and some turmeric. Um, you cook those. Um, you flip them over. You know, uh, sear them on the other side, and then uh, you fill the pan halfway with some uh, chicken broth. And then he used some coconut milk, but I just used regular milk in there. Uh, and then grated some uh, lemon zest over the top of them and then squeezed the uh, lime zest, sorry, lime zest and then squeezed the lime into the pan. I had those tonight. Oh, my gosh. So good. So good. I miss I miss cooking for people. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking uh, one of the last things before COVID was we you know, did cooking thing. We did a Italian roast, right? Yeah, we did. Oh, oh. So long ago. How about a uh, a beef tenderloin? How about we cook next time we're together? We cook a beef tenderloin that has you know a, a whole tenderloin has a fillet, the fillet mignon in it, right? Mm-hmm. And cook that and cook out, cut out some steaks and just fucking oh, mm, mm. there's <laughs> there's light at the end of the tunnel with the with the um the two um what you call them? <laughs> New government officials coming in on January twentieth. That and yeah. um, vaccines. That's what the I'm saying. Yeah, light at the end of the tunnel, my friend. That's like the best news that we've gotten. Because you know that the election happened less than a month ago, just a few weeks ago. Yeah. Well, actually, no, no. It's the. It's almost the third. It's almost, almost a month ago. But it's it's technically less than a month. Like that what seemed like it happened a year ago. At this point. <laughs> Anyway, look, it's not over yet. <laughs> we should send him some pot so he can, you know, chill out. I think he should smoke some pot. Um, I think he does too much cocaine. Maybe like ground up Ritalin. I think he snorts. snorts. Uh, he snorts Adderall probably. Um, speaking of drugs, mm-hmm. WDIV Detroit Channel Four Eye on Detroit mm-hmm. Detroit Copter Four. The four. I'm Chuck Gatica. Have Chuck Gatica, may the fours be with you. <laughs> Wondered what the source of a mysterious glow near its across-the-river neighbor Windsor, Ontario, was. It turns out it was the lights from weed greenhouses. 
Regardless of the shade, it's terribly bright, reported Tim Paplin. Uh, reporter, sorry. Reporter Tim Paplin noted of the glow from nearby Limington, about 40 miles away from downtown Detroit, or if you're Canadian, 64 kilometers. <laughs> 64 ding-dings. So <laughs> 40 miles, you can see lights 40 miles away. Oh, absolutely. Also, they're growing marijuana outside in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's at greenhouses. Oh, greenhouses. Oh, right. Shining the light down on, on that. What, you know what they say, people in glass houses shouldn't throw weed. I don't know what that means. Well, I mean, they probably won't because they're just, you know, sitting on a beanbag chair thinking about tacos. Bro, aren't we all? I assume. <laughs> At the base of the lights are thousands of acres of greenhouses, many of them used for growing weed, Pamplin said in the report. Uh, Limington Mayor Hilda McDonald knew all about it and said, we are basically the oh, greenhouse no. cannabis no. capital. No. She's Canadian. Oh, sorry. Uh, we're basically the greenhouse cannabis capital, eh? <laughs> That's good. Why don't we have thousands of acres of greenhouses of weed growing in Michigan? Yet. Is it? We're, what? What's happening? Canada beats us in everything. Now they're just showing off. Universal health care, thousands of acres of greenhouse, weed greenhouses, you know. The situation has proved contentious between some greenhouse operators and local residents, with some arguing that the light pollution has become a public nuisance. Worse, yes, Kurt, oh. <laughs> worse is the smell of marijuana fucking everywhere. <laughs> uh, current bylaws note that the council may take action to close all or parts of a cannabis operation if it is proved that its activities uh, constitutes a public nuisance. If I learned anything, you know, in the before times from a good gastro pub, okay, is you can you it's a can terrible name for a place. To I know it, really it sounds is. like somewhere you go to fart. <laughs> it, well, most people do based on the smell. So you take a light bulb at your, you know, that's at your table, right, and you dip half of it in some sort of silver paint, and then screw it back in, and that prevents the light from shining directly down onto your table. And it just sort of casts an ambient glow. So low that you can't see what your food looks like. Which is fine. I don't care. <laughs> uh, but it seems like they could just put like a little cap on the top of these lights in these greenhouses. Or maybe just like, I don't know, have a... Because th they're making millions of Canadian dollars, I assume. Have a thing that rolls... If they need to grow at night, rolls, you know, a fucking uh, tarp or something over the... Just, they, they make a giant blanket fort over the uh, <laughs> thousands of acres of greenhouses. It'd be difficult to find uh, that many couch cushions, uh, but I think it could be done. <laughs> uh, artificial lights for greenhouses, cannabis or otherwise, are often on at night to help growth, especially when there's not enough daylight hours. I've never seen a lit greenhouse at night in the United States. I've never oh, seen them in Canada either. Lit. You gotta go. They're lit. As noted by the they got weed everywhere. <laughs> As noted by the International Dark Sky Association, uh, is this American or is this Canadian? This is international. It's international. Clouds and snow both amplify sky glow, and in combination can raise sky brightness up to three thousand five hundred times above the natural background level. 
So we have cause to think that the impacts of greenhouses will be higher in more cold and cloudy climates. I, I assume Ontario. Also apparently a member of the Alliteration Club. <laughs> so you've driven through Canada from here I to have. Toronto. There mm-hmm. is literally nothing from here from Toronto. There's literally nothing. I mean... Nope, not, not much. Not even cornfields, dude. It's just It's just fields. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's the most boring drive I've ever done. And I've driven through Ohio several times. At least uh, Ohio has like billboards that I can get mad at. And like, you know, aborted, have, aborted fetuses painted on the side of barns that I can I can disagree I, with. I'm going to disagree with you here on the drive from Windsor to Toronto is far, far more engaging and interesting than driving across Saskatchewan. Oh, you want to okay. talk about nothing. Okay. Like, not even fucking trees. Oh, man. Like, it's like being on an ocean of land. <laughs> nothing in any direction. The only thing we saw were, like, the high-tension wires, which were, you know, a couple hundred feet off the side of the road. And then there's just nothing else. Darmok and Jalad at Tanagra. <laughs> Definitely not exotic, that's for sure. So I've never driven across but Saskatchewan, so I, I, I will take your word for that. Although I have driven we, we, across we, um, eastern Colorado and Nebraska. Mm, I mean, there are cornfields and there are cows. That's fucking it. It's still more to see than when we were in Saskatchewan. We were driving to uh, Calgary. Uh, we were doing just west of Calgary to uh, mm. Banff National Park and oh. Jasper National Park. The buildup must have been so great. Oh, it was so it was such a good place to visit, and I'm so sad that the wildfires ruined it, and we were only there for like two days. Oh, we got to we got to hike on a glacier. It was so cool. That's pretty cool. So I would like to I, go. I, I want to go back. It's I weird. I missed back. my invite. I must have gotten lost in the mail or something. You like you didn't have my address. Uh, I don't believe. Uh, I don't believe you like to travel with us. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I must have been really drunk when I told you that. <laughs> no, no, you're you're fine. I didn't want to. Um, I didn't want to travel with your whole family. I think, and it's nothing to do with your family. That sounded worse than it. <laughs> like with a kid and stuff, you know. Uh, we didn't go with the child. We left the child at home. Uh, but you also had, you know, a wife and a child. So I, th- I thought you took the younger child with you on that trip. Not to that trip. We took her to the Grand Canyon and Arches. Oh, okay. uh, but we did the we did the Canada Glacier, uh, Tetons, Yellowstone. When we did that circuit, uh, she was only uh, she was only one, uh, not even one. Okay. She was like eight months old. Yeah. And so she stayed with the cousins and had a good old time. Hmm. And we also had a good old time. That's good. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, you want to go to Glacier and Banff and all that? I will totally go. We could do some good photography, I think. Oh, yeah. It's not that I don't like you guys, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just we have different travel styles, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's that's can be true depending on where we're going. Speaking of styles, mm-hmm. representatives for Joe Exotic reportedly ran up a $10,000 bill at one of Donald Trump's hotels as part of a campaign to persuade the president to pardon him. Uh, they, they, they left with the, uh, with the robe, didn't they? 
<laughs> they did. That, that was $10,000. So, um, there was a, the news just came out recently of like a, a pay for pardon scheme. Oh, that's my, that's my final point on this one. Oh, is it really? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, exotic was convicted in 2019 on two counts of murder for hire for plotting to kill his nemesis and big cat rescue owner, Carol Baskin, and was sentenced to 22 years in prison. I Whoa, believe. Spoiler alert. I believe you mean Carol fucking Baskin. I wouldn't know. I have not watched Tiger King. Jason, listen to me when I tell you this. It's good. It is better than you think it's going to be. And I don't mean to build it up too much because I had very low expectations. It's very good. I mean, just as like a documentary in itself, it's good. Not about the subject matter necessarily. But I don't care for documentaries if I don't care for the subject matter. Mm, okay. Okay. Touche. He was also he was also convicted of eight counts of violating the Lacey Act for falsifying wildlife records and nine counts of violating the Endangered Species Act. Right. So this dude went to prison, um, which is why uh, representatives had to run up the $10,000 bill at a hotel because Joe Exotic <laughs> is running up a $10,000 bill on uh, the – Oklahoma taxpayers at this point. According to his uh, representative, Eric Love, Exotics, um, is this his boyfriend? His current boyfriend, (laughs) Eric Love? I don't know. Exotics' legal team has been corresponding with officials in D.C. to arrange a pardon since April of 2020 when Trump suggested that he would take a look into the Oklahoma Zoo owner's case. I have Look, n- I hear he likes cats. I too like grabbing pussies. Okay. <laughs> um, I have I have zero doubt. It, it would not surprise me if if Joe Exotic got a pardon and got a reality show and teamed up with Donald Trump to have a reality show for the next four years. <laughs> He's going to be on the next uh, Apprentice. <laughs> yeah, he uh, Joe Exotic ran um, as a Libertarian presidential candidate. Um, oh. in one of the, one of the years it, it's, it's, it, that show is just a wild ride. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. A, a wild ride on a tiger. Watch the first episode. Give me that. Watch the first one. And if you don't like the first we'll, episode, just give it up. It's fine. We'll see. I still got like three episodes of Animaniacs and we just started watching, uh, uh, what is it? Queens. What is it? Queen's Gambit. Queen's Gambit. Hmm. On Netflix. It's about a girl who's really good at chess. Hmm. Have you seen The the Crown? Uh, so, we yes. Yeah? I haven't seen the most recent season, and I can't remember what happened in the seasons before, so we might just have to watch the whole thing over. Yeah, I've watched the first couple episodes, only because I want to get up to Gillian Anderson as Margaret Thatcher. Because <laughs> I have had a huge crush on Gillian Anderson, a huge, like, you know, straight crush on Gillian Anderson since since I hit puberty, because <laughs> you know she was in X Files, and um, now you want a huge crush of Margaret Thatcher, she, the they, saucy minx. They have made her look terrible in this, <laughs> <laughs> and not only have they made her look terrible, but they just made her look like Margaret Thatcher. But like her facial expressions, I, I saw um, an interview with her on uh, Colbert, I think, um, and her facial expressions and stuff, and just her way of speaking, it just, ugh, yeah. <laughs> An anonymous organizer told the publication that Exotic's team had spent around $10,000 during a visit to Trump's International Hotel 
in Washington. I wasn't done. So, uh, <laughs> oh, sorry, I apologize. <laughs> um, go on, but now I forget. God damn it. <laughs> Incidentally, the Justice Department is reviewing possible evidence of a secret scheme to obtain a presidential pardon in exchange for a substantial political tr- contribution. You know, he's raised like $170 million since Election Day for his legal defense fund. <laughs> Have you heard of that millionaire that donated like $1.2 million or something like that uh, for like after, after the election, uh, but before the legal battles and now wants his money back? He wants a refund? <laughs> it's like, dude, you took the gamble. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, it's mine now. It, it, it touched my account. It's mine. Tell me. <laughs> No taxis, backsies, okay? You broke it, you bought it. Okay. <laughs> so, speaking of segues. <laughs> following the accidental discovery by scientists in the United States that platypuses, also known as platypi, glow under UV light, further tests by Australian scientists show other mammals and marsupials also glow. I thought this was reserved um, for, um, you know, little scorpions and cum stains. And and pregnant women. You just have a glow about you. That's good. Very good. You just glow. Uh, my dogs, my have... dogs urinate throughout my apartment. Uh, and I have a... Are you sure... Are you sure your apartment is just not made of platypus uh, skin? That could possibly be. Um, but I've got a black light to detect the uh, the urine stains, so I can spray Nature's Miracle on them. And I wonder if I if you spray Nature's Miracle on a platypus, if it'll just disappear. That's how miraculous <laughs> it is. Sorry, you were saying? The uh, uh, Sorry, the findings have Australian scientists working together to confirm the findings of bio fluorescence in these animals and to start looking for a reason why it might occur. Paul Anik, a North America squirrel researcher from the (laughs) Center for Science and the Environment, Northland College in the U.S., is a co-author of the... What? By the way, I was just going to say his research on squirrel wads, absolutely fantastic. Spellbinding. I I was... (laughs) He he really... He really unties the questions of Squirrel Watts. He is a co-author of the paper about biofluorescent platypuses that was published in the journal Mammalia. Mammalia. Mm. Dr. Annick said, it's hard to resist a platypus. Which, incidentally, was uh, one of the names of the rooms at the Naughty Norlands uh, convention. <laughs> Look, they just got them come fuck me eyes. <laughs> he looked at me and with his little duck bill and said, let's get it on. Let's get it on. So Dr. Anik was alerted to a pink glow that squirrels exude under UV light by a colleague. And I know what I'm doing tonight. <laughs> Going to the woods. <laughs> He's just and- like, uh... Hey, you ever uh, used a UV light on these things? You know they glow, right? <laughs> yeah, that'll be no problem. A strange man with a black light uh, in the behind an apartment complex in the middle of the night. <laughs> Definitely go for it. Last maybe night I would have. Uh, oh, maybe last night I would have had an excuse because of the lunar eclipse that was happening. 
Oh, was there a lunar eclipse that's last night? One, that's what my daughter told me. I don't know. Um, I didn't hear so, about that. So after the pink glow, um, the doctor then decided to check some of the other specimens that she had on hand. We pulled the monotreme, egg-laying mammal-like platypus drawer, and the platypuses fluorescenced. It was amazing, she said. What other egg-laying mammals are there? I thought the platypus was the only one. Apparently it's not. All right. Apparently there are others. Apparently there are. That fluoresce. Paleontologist they have and... platypus, and they also have platypi. Paleontologist and curator of mammalogy at the Western Australian Museum, Kenny Travulian, uh, heard about the article and borrowed, borrowed a UV light from the arachnology department. That's what I was saying, right? Didn't yeah, I say about the... Yeah, he ran over to the uh, Australian... Or sorry, the uh, the ar- archaeology department, because apparently they have black lights. Not archaeology. They're checking... Oh, oh, sorry, arachnology. Arachnology. Arach- well, uh, they were checking spider cum stains. <laughs> Which are everywhere, by the way. You don't notice until you sign <laughs> the black light. They've got eight arms, so they can you know, just keep going. I've heard that like, two of the spider's arms are their like, jizzmobiles. I mean, look it up. Google it. Yeah. Pornhub, Spider Bukake. They can just like so many. Which incidentally was one of the rooms at the Naughty Norlands. (laughs) 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 We borrowed it and turned off the lights in the collection and looked around for what was glowing and not glowing. The first one we checked was the platypus, obviously. We shone the light. And they were also glowing. It confirmed the research, Dr. Tafulian said. He's from Australia? Uh, well, he was the paleontologist and curator of mammalogy at the Western Australian Museum. I was just wondering because it didn't sound like he was from Australia. <laughs> oh, I get it. <laughs> I like that he said the first, the first one we checked was the platypus, obviously. <laughs> obviously. Like, like, obviously, we went to the platypus <laughs> because, as we know... Platypus are hard to resist. Uh, <laughs> doctor. Uh, so he could have checked any of the, the Tasmanian devil or a kangaroo. Nah, it's got to be the platypus, mate. Got to be the platypus, mate. Yeah, imagine it. Get under some black lights, get some candles going. One day yeah, we'll, one day we'll Great get an Australian night, accents. <laughs> uh, Dr. Trevignon suggests that the benefit is possibly... So they can see their species from a distance and they can approach them because they know it's safe to go toward that animal. But what is, um, so we can, we can see animals uh, with UV light at night, but can other animals see with UV light at night? Is there, There's no UV light coming from the moon, right? Or anything like that. So they would have to see them with UV light during the day. Maybe. Maybe I don't know. Fuck if I know, mate. Science. We need science people. We need. We need. Uh, we need a professor of mammalogy. If you know a professor of mammalogy, or anybody that knows anything about animals or our untying squirrel tails, email us <laughs> thehourpod at gmail Let us know. But don't charge us for it. We need some smart people on the show because we're not paying for it. I promise you. <laughs> so Jeff, what did yes. we learn today? 
Well, we learned um, that uh, Leonardo DiCaprio should have washed his hands. <laughs> it's Da Vinci. Da Vinci. <laughs> Though the Mona Lisa is his Kate Winslet. <laughs> you jump, I a jump. I uh, wonder. If, that people... I'm sorry. I wonder sometimes if I make myself laugh more than I make other people laugh. <laughs> Well, if you have a split personality, you are other people to, to yourself. Make anyone laugh to myself, indeed. Uh, we learned there's a lot of rooms at the Naughty Nolans uh, Conference Center for their uh, COVID spreading, STD spreading event. We also learned. Do you think? Do you think they? So they had the wristbands to say when their last COVID test was. Do you think they had one like that went around your dick that said when your last STD test was? <laughs> yeah, but where would the women put them? Uh, I assume they just like, you know, you know, when they put an eviction notice, they get a big piece of paper and just sticks to the window. Just like put it right down there. No adhesive. It also also works as uh, a nice uh, Brazilian wax. (laughs) You rip it off when you go in. (laughs) Oh, you've clicked and I don't see the thing anymore. Oh, whoops. Sorry. Oh, no. We also. Ah, shit. It's that mouse. I touched it with the side of my hand. The side of my hand wasn't even touching the mouse. We learned that there's a mysterious pot light coming from a giant doobie in Canada, which is incidentally uh, also a room at the Naughty Norlands convention. <laughs> the, the pot room? Come on, there's got to be a pot room, right? I, I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, we learned that apparently in the Trump International Hotel, you can buy a pardon in the mini bar. Ooh, 10K. And also there are glow-in-the-dark animals that we didn't know about, even though... We've had black lights for like ever. But obviously platypus. Obviously platypuses. Platypus. So anyway. This time I'm going to go on Gracias. So Jason, if you went to the Naughty Norlands Swinger Convention, what rooms would you hope? would be available uh the the exit room (laughs) that that is a room yeah that's the that's the (laughs) anal room uh no i meant like the foyer oh the foyer to to get out you could still smell it from the foyer i guarantee you but if (laughs) i was there that's because the exit room is on the other side of the foyer there's just a small tainted region separating the two it's right between the entrance and the exit right right in the middle <laughs> it is <laughs> so if i was going to the nolans that's not that's where nolans. they <laughs> Go i was gonna say that's where they put the uh, food court sponsored by nathan's hot dogs <laughs> i would want a, a duck bill room i think oh, let's go with the platypus room yeah the platypus room um and then uh, the, what if you're not into duck bills? A non-duck bill room if you're into fellatio or cunnilingus. Because let's face it, a duck bill is not good for the for the uh, licking or the sucking. <laughs> no, but it has a nice little, you know, like just slapping the bills together. <laughs> nice. Uh there would be the champagne room, uh in mm. which But no, there's no sex in the champagne no room. No sex is so, allowed. No sex in the champagne room. Right. And then there'd be the sex room in which no champagne is allowed. Because I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, then we'd have, of course, the suck ramp. Do you think they have a suck slide? Mm, yep, right next to the suck swing. I hope it's metal, 
so that you get better speed because if it's like one of those plastic ones you're just gonna like slowly just oh yeah that's true i mean maybe they lube it up <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure the whole place is swimming in lube there's also the sucky go round uh, you know i thought they got rid of those because a lot of kids were getting hurt on them <laughs> no i'm sorry that room I, is in the basement oh <laughs> there's i also, think they also got rid of the suck saw yeah the suck saw is bad um uh, it was just, you know, it was just up and down all the time. Even yeah, even the not, Mormons. Not the other way. No, no. Even the Mormons have a missionary room, but it requires special underwear. Uh, well, there's an American Pie room uh, for people who wonder what American Pie is like. It's sponsored by Sarah Lee. Because hmm, nobody does it like Sarah Lee. <laughs> I hear she does butt stuff. <laughs> I hear she does. As long as you ask her first. Yeah, she's got a, the problem is she's got a flaky crust. <laughs> <laughs> you can pop her cherry pie anytime you want. <laughs> uh, I think that cherry pie has been on the shelf for quite some time. <laughs> it's a little freezer burn. It's expired. Yeah, it's fine. It is. You got to throw that out. We've also got the twink room, the stink room, the pink room. The clink room for prison porn. Hmm. The shrink room where you can get psychoanal- psychoanalyzed and then fucked. Did you say psychoanalyzed or psychoanalyzed? It's, yeah. <laughs> yes, I did. Analyzed or analyzed? Yeah. Uh, there's also the Blink Room, uh, sponsored by Blink 182. It's all right. Also, all the small things. <laughs> that is definitely a room at the New Orleans Swinging Convention. 